Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. many times have you found yourself in a situation where you are saying, and usually it's with a stutter, it's an incredulous stutter, it's like, it, it, it just happened, <laughs> right? Right? It's incredulous. It's like, how could you believe that I would do something like this on purpose? I'm the victim here. This shit just happened to me. Yeah, let's take a closer look at this because this is something that I hear. I I, I hate to exaggerate. I I want to say I hear it all the time, and and I'm I'm challenging myself. Like, is this an exaggeration? No, no, it's just a go-to phrase that men use. So it just happened. So you find yourself in a compromising situation, in a bar, in a hotel room at work, on a retreat, you find yourself in a compromising situation, trying to figure out how you got there, asking yourself the question, why did I do this? What am I doing? What the hell is wrong with me? And then somehow convincing yourself that it was just a, a one-time thing and, you know, you won't do it again. But because you don't do your sincere work, you're not getting to the bottom of the issue and you're not really understanding what's happening, what's compelling you, why you feel compelled, why you are susceptible, why you are making the choices that you're making. And so you find yourself in a compromising situation. Not only that, but you get caught because you always get caught. Sooner or later, you get caught by someone, it, it may not be the, the bishop of the diocese, it may not be your wife, it, you know, it may not be the big someone, but you always get caught. And so sooner or later, you find yourself trying to um, explain the situation away. Now, here's the thing, whatever the person has found out, you probably will have to go through your head trying to figure out what exactly they know because there is a lot to know. There's a lot to find out. You know, so which of my secrets do they know? How much of those secrets? How much of the story do they know? You know, who is involved? Do they know who's involved? Do they know where I was and when? You're going through all of this stuff. Now, the reason that these details are important is because they would lead one to believe that it didn't just happen. Because if you are having to work so hard to keep so many secrets about who, what, when, where, why, and how, if you're having to just keep all of these secrets using all of the big question words, who, what, when, where, why, how, which, whose, 
What? You know, you're having to cover all of this stuff up. This didn't just happen, sweetheart. But, but, but let's look at it. The person who says this without being challenged is seriously, seriously like it just happened. And their mindset is I'm the victim here. All of this shit just happened to me. This is an unexplainable situation. Action A led to action B, which led to action C, and so on. And before you knew it, you were in bed with her. Oh my God, who saw that coming? Before you knew it, you had your pants down around your knees, and some fucking how, her lips ended up wrapped around your dick. And you have no idea how it happened. You are clueless. This was a mistake. It was an accident. You didn't mean for it to happen. It just happened. There's no way, other way to put it, right? I mean, that's the way that things went down. I mean, surely it's unexpected that your mistress of four, five, seven, eight, ten years uh, ends up having a baby or two or three. It just happened. It, it just happened that, you know, we can go on with these examples on and on and on. But you're a big boy. I think you understand where I'm going with this. A lot of this chaos that you are creating a lot of this chaos that you are creating is something that you went looking for. Maybe not down to the detail, but when you are in the mindset that you are bored, quote unquote, that you just are looking for something to get into, you need some excitement, you need some variety. This, what you are doing is purposeful. What you were doing is intentional. For those of you who use this quick one-liner as an excuse for poor decisions or uh, poor decision-making or for your poor character, I have news for you. It did not just happen. You wanted something to happen. That's the first thing that we we need to look at usually you know there's some sort of uh feeling of being unsettled right like i'm just not happy with what i have i'm not happy with what she's doing i'm not happy with the way that she treats me i'm not happy and so i deserve better and I'm going to go in search of something that suits me better. Now, um, in the beginning, you may not even know what you're looking for. You just want something taboo. You just want something different. And so you put yourself in a situation. You put yourself in a bar. You didn't just end up there. If your friends invite you and you don't want to go, you say no. You know, if you have friends who are inviting you to go to um, a reading of Shakespeare at the library, you probably find new friends if that's not your kind of thing. You see what I'm saying? If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. 
So these lame-ass excuses that men use for doing things and trying to um, place the blame on another person, it just doesn't fly. When is the last time that you went to, you know, tour a museum on a Friday evening because you wanted to see the latest name, the big artist, you know, just insert the artist's name. When is the last time that you did that and you didn't want to? You know, if there are people who are doing things that you just don't want to do, you don't align yourself with those people. So look at your life. Look at the people that you surround yourself with. Or if you're doing these things on your own, guess what? This is a lot easier. There's no one else to blame. There's no one else to look at. You walked yourself into the bar. You gave her your telephone number. You know, you walked into that hotel room. Um, another interesting one that I hear, and it, it's, it's, um, it, I'll, I'll just create a situation, but the details may vary, but it's the same kind of situation. So, um, you get a powerful guy at work and, uh, he's in charge of hiring. Okay. He's in charge of who gets promoted. So he's surrounded by nimwits. They're all gorgeous in their suits and they all wear really revealing clothes, but they're not necessarily capable of doing their jobs. And so he's covering for them and he's allowing them to get away with shit. So my question is, why did you hire her? Well, um, because she was really attractive. Okay, but you're running a business. Your business needs to make money. Can you ensure that she's attractive and qualified? Can you ensure that she's qualified first and then check out how attractive she is? Because the truth is that image matters in business. So I'm not faulting him for that. But I am saying that there is a problem when he finds himself, quote unquote, in these types of situations. So he hires and he promotes only women who are beautiful. He doesn't give a hoot about their qualifications. So now he's surrounded by staff that strokes his ego, um, by women who are constantly challenging his marriage, constantly trying to get him to do things so that they can take pictures and gather evidence. And now he's feeling like he has to really watch his back. So I say, well, you, you need to fire them. Hire people who are qualified. Well, guess what? He can't get rid of them because he's already been acting inappropriately. So he's anticipating that uh, there's going to be a lawsuit as soon as he tries to get rid of these individuals. So he comes to me asking me, you, you know, what can I do about this situation? It just happened. These women are gold diggers. Well, you were acting like a walking penis. Your, where were your priorities? This is a situation that you have created. This is something that you have done. Now, there are different ways to, to fix 
fix all of this. And I've helped a couple of um, CEOs and high level management individuals to address these types of work situations. But it takes a, a good deal of work and it takes a good deal of creativity. Because once a woman is out to get you, she's out to get you. This shit doesn't just happen. Are you putting your guard down? Are you letting your guard down for the sake of just a little quick blowjob or whatever? You know, someone is going to do something freaky for an hour, but she's got her evidence. She's got audio. She's got video. She's got a friend in the closet or what have you. People get really fucking creative when they want to hurt you or ruin you. And you don't even have to be um, a, a high profile individual. All you have to do is have something that she wants. And all she has to do is be desperate enough and have uh, little to no scruples or moral morality about her. That's all that you need to have happen. So it just happened. You guys are putting yourselves in these situations where you have decided that you deserve better, you want better, okay. But instead of speaking to your wife or your partner and, and being honest about what's happening, because maybe if you have an honest conversation with your partner, maybe if you start fixing the things in your relationship and you start addressing your communication issues, maybe this woman that you love would actually be on the same page with you. Now, if you've been fucking up for 20 years, she's not going to be on the same page with you after 20 days. She's not going to be on the same page with you after 200 days. It depends on how much you are invested in the relationship, what you want to, I want to say sacrifice, but how much work you're willing to put into the relationship. Okay, so it just happened. Instead of talking to your wife or your spouse, your girlfriend, um, your partner, instead of communicating, you decide that you deserve better. So you start going out and looking and flirting and giving out your number and taking off your ring. And these are not things that just happen, guys. These are things that you are actively doing. They do not just happen. Okay? So you find someone that you're interested in. Let's say that you see her in a, uh, in a store. Um, you're checking out, you get your things, and you just think that she's attractive. So every time you go to that store, now you're looking for her and you're wanting to flirt with her. You're wanting that exchange with her. Every time you go in there, you are deliberately trying to make sure that your paths cross. Maybe you're going a little bit further. You ask for her number. You get, uh, she gets your number. You give her yours. You take your ring off or you come up with these lies. You're really separated. You're not married. No, you don't have any kids. Oh, or sometimes you guys are coming up with these lies that allow you to be a victim so that women feel sorry for you. I'm seeing this happen a lot more than I used to. Men making up lies about, 
you know, horrible things that happen to their wives or their children or horrible things that happen to them as kids, just outright lying, just so that the woman will feel sympathetic toward them. Let me tell you, if you are doing that, there's no way in hell you can say that something just happened. Because what you're doing is trying to manipulate a person's mindset and attitude toward you, as well as that person's emotional response to you. That shit does not just happen. You are orchestrating. You are manipulating. You are actively doing things to get what you want. Now, here's the other thing that guys will say. Men will say things like, oh, well, we'll just see what happens. I call bullshit on that. Whenever I hear a man say, we will see what happens, this is what the subtext sounds like to me. Well, I've got something specific in mind. I will put up with your ass just long enough to see if you're into something that interests me, something that catches my attention, more than likely sexually, something kind of freaky, very different, something that my wife won't do with me or for me. I need some freaky shit in order to be happy, and uh, I'm too ashamed, too embarrassed, I'm still judging myself. Um, I've got my feelers out there and I'm trying to see what kind of response I might get. So when he says, we'll see what happens, he's got a, a goal there. He wants something to happen. He may or may not know exactly what it is, but he does know what it isn't. He does not want to go to the museum. He does not want to go to the road show. He does not want to go to the library or to the opera. But what he does want is something kinky and something sexual, maybe something taboo. So, is it fair to say, you know, he absolutely knows what he wants? No, men don't really think through things that way in the beginning. But what they do do is they put themselves in situations where they are more than likely to, to get the odds. They are they're more than likely to run into at least one, two, or three people who interest them in a very specific way. Now, as time goes on and he becomes a bit more experienced in experimentation and, and engaging in risque behavior, then he does start to look for things that are more specific. If you're into panties, if that's your thing, you're going to look for people who do that. If you are into pretending like you're submissive, then you find people and you use those keywords. If you're into racial shit, you'll use those keywords and you're putting your feelers out there and you're trying to get exactly what you're looking for. So as time goes on, he's not exploring so much. He is deliberately looking for that thing that he's into in that moment. And this is something that I've said time and time again. What works for you today is not going to be the same thing that worked for you um, three months ago. Because that is the nature of just randomly running toward distractions. It, it's just you're finding something that 
sort of jars your system in the moment and you can do something you know five six seven times and you're kind of done with it you need for her tits to be bigger you need for her ass to be bigger you need for and so you can see that you are not doing things randomly you are deliberately doing things to get your fix you are deliberately putting yourself in situations where you are more than likely to catch the eye of someone or where you are going to catch someone. Did I say that? Where you're going to catch someone's eye or where that someone will see you. You're putting yourself in a situation where you are more than likely to be successful in getting your fix for the day or for that moment. Because some of you guys, it's not even about getting your fix for the day. You've gone from, you know, looking for excitement once every three months to once a month to once a week to once a day to several times a day to just constantly looking for some way to engage in something freaky nasty, disgusting, risque, taboo. You are deliberately looking for those types of things. Now, as I, as I use those words, I'm sure it comes across as, as somewhat judgmental or very judgmental, but I'm using those words because that, uh, those are the types of words that men are looking, like those are the types of adjectives that men will use. It's like, no, I want something nasty. You know what I mean? They will use those words because it, clean, missionary, just regular stuff is so boring for them. And so they want something dirty. They want something taboo. They start using um, keywords like, I'm open-minded. So they won't be clear about what they're looking for in the beginning, but I'm open-minded and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on this way of thinking. I'm calling bullshit on this way of um, explaining to the other person what you're doing there. I'm calling bullshit on explaining to your partner or to someone who is holding you accountable what it is that you're doing. What you're doing is trying to get your fix. And I, I'm using that wording because I work so much with addicts. Um, but maybe it's not an addictive fix, but there's something that you want and you're not going to stop until you get it. When you engage in activities like this, these are not things that just happen, especially when you are repeatedly caught with a college student and you know your wife is seeing your um the credit card statement and so you know you're doing certain things with college students only or you're doing things with prostitutes mostly or you're doing things with professional escorts predominantly these are not things that just happen guys so let's look at a solution here before we run out of time to get to the heart of this bullshit way of thinking, this false way of thinking, 
this misleading, uh, dysfunctional, unhealthy way of thinking. You need to learn how to be honest with yourself. What is it that you are unsatisfied with? What is it that bothers you? Where is it that your voids are? What are you running from? I know this sounds like a counseling session, but this is what I do. This is how we fix it. This is how we get rid of those unhealthy behaviors. This is how my clients start to work through things and come out on the other side. You have to stop bullshitting yourself. You have to learn how to be honest. Not with me in the beginning. Not with your spouse. Not with your girlfriend. Not with your partner. In the beginning, your responsibility is to learn how to be honest with yourself. Because there's no point in asking like you're asking for help. There's no point in trying to convince people that you're asking for help. There's no point in trying to convince your wife that you love and respect her and this is not what it looks like. And, you know, trying to turn things around and make it seem like, well, you drove me to this. Listen, um, it, it does, uh, relationships do involve all parties involved, obviously. So if you've got two people involved in the relationship, if it's not polyamorous, then you more than likely have two. So between those two people, you need to have open conversation, honest conversation, but that does not happen if each of those parties is not honest with themselves. So honesty starts within. If you are lying to yourself, you will lie to your partner. If you tell half-truths to yourself, you will tell half-truths to your partner. And, um, you, you know, if you want that kind of relationship, uh, and if your partner is willing to put up with that kind of relationship, then good for you. Have, have fun. If that's, you know, what you want your life and your legacy to be, then go for it. But if you are looking for something more meaningful, more fulfilling, more satisfying, if you're looking for something that stands the test of time, you have to invest in that. It is not going to just happen. Whenever you have seen any kind of relationship that looks even remotely successful, it is not just happening. They are working on that. The work starts with self, being honest with self. You, you can continue to put yourself in situations and pretend like you are oblivious to what's happening around you. You just don't know why, um, these young, attractive women at work are constantly all over you and not getting any work done and they're, you know, costing you money. You're such a poor victim. Yeah, I call bullshit on that. You need to look at the choices that you are actively making. Those choices didn't happen. You are a CEO. You are a leader. You are a manager. Or even in your home, you know, you are making decisions. These things do not just happen. All right. So I'm giving very specific examples here because my clients come from all walks. You know, you guys just 
you know, some of you are stay-at-home dads, some of you are CEOs, some of you are business leaders, some of you are upper-level management, some of you are retired. It doesn't matter what your life looks like in terms of the arrangement. What matters here is, are you living your truth? Are you creating a mess of your life? And then trying to act like you're the victim and you're completely oblivious to the shit that's going on around you. I call bullshit on that way of thinking. You are orchestrating the life that you live. You are orchestrating the life that you will live in 20 or 30 years from now if you are blessed to be here that long or longer. All right. Those are just some things to think about. So it just happened. Think again. That is not an honest statement. And if you are using that as your go-to to explain away poor character and uh, poor decision-making, it's not even poor. It's just foul. You know, some of you guys are just doing some really ugly shit and trying to be very passive when it comes to explaining it away. Listen up. You're not a victim. You are creating the the foolishness and the chaos that you're living. All right. You heard it here. I've been open. I've been honest. I love you guys. And I want you to live your best lives possible. If you want the same, if you're interested in more of this kind of open, honest communication, then you will probably enjoy some of my other podcasts and articles. So um, make sure you visit my website if you're interested in that kind of thing. If not, then I bid you adieu. <laughs> we will probably never cross paths again. But for those of you who are interested in being your best selves possible, visit my website at www dot alisa coaches.com that's a l i s a c o a c h e s dot com i'll see you next time <laughs>